तुझे मैंने वैसे कभी देखा नहीं है मेरा दिल तो ना माने कि तुम मेरा नहीं है मेरी आंखों में झाको मेरी सांसों में आओ आओ और ये देखो बाहों की ये दूरी बाहों की ये दूरी नहीं रोहों की दूरी तुझे सदियों में सोचा तेरा चेहरा बनाया कई रंगों में मैंने तुझे अपना बनाया तेरी आंखों में झाको मेरी सांसों में आओ आओ ये देखो प्यासा है तू भी तो नहीं I didn't even say it. you said it. Well, what did you say? I think I think Fusion is also I mean Karma and Fusion are are my top 2 underrated when it comes to underrated mm. who are not appreciated for their skills. Not necessarily Yeah, I guess impact, what I I guess what I mean by underrated is um Even the Fusion had commercial songs. Yeah, no, I mean they did, but Karma. they didn't get the notoriety that I think they deserved. They didn't they get the deserved. notoriety. Uh, so when when did they when did they start off? 1997 is when they first released Karma started in 97. Their first album, right? Yeah. At the height of Junoon. At the height of Junoon. Junoon's Awa, like what? Um, what album was uh, out by then? So see what happened in those days is is Junoon set that trend for rock and roll, which because yeah. a lot of these rock uh, and metal guitar players, the elite ones like Adnan Afag, Faraz, and Asad, and these guys were playing for Awas, and you know Faraz was like playing sessions for like for Ali Heather and stuff. Ligon, yeah. When Junoon set that thing where you know. Rock and roll bands are acceptable now, right? So and then Inqalab album had come out, which is like sensational, right? Inqalab, yeah, I think that yeah. came out in ninety six. Okay, ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Or I think they released they released um, Gush Ma Gush, which was like just the yeah, sort of best yeah, yeah, yeah. best of Junoon in ninety seven. Right. So in the make and then Faraz actually had a I don't know if you know this, but Faraz um, played on an album of Collage. There's this band called Collage. Yeah, I remember that. And that was a rock outfit, right? Pure rock. And Faraz was going heavy in that man. He was wow. He was right. Like, I mean, I don't know. I would push back on this idea that Janoon somehow normalized rock bands because they were rock, but they were yeah. sort of very commercial. Not commercial. See, um, it was I, a very it was a very palatable sort of rock. It, and and it then you have to be because they were Pakistani and Desi. If you want to be popular nationwide in music then you have to have songs that have like a I don't have a nice way of saying this. Usme don't say it. There has to be a matak matak in there. Oh my god. Okay. So like for Junoon they introduced that with tabla but yeah. I don't think that was Samana's intention. I mean right. he wanted tabla because you know I mean you know because he 
Well, for one thing, because he was inspired by Cavani, he was genuinely obviously they had they had Led Zeppelin esque, you know, sort yeah, of riffs yeah, that they were yeah, coming yeah. along. But then, of course, they added they added the sort of dhol beats and tabla and right, um, right. and then they took, of course, from like classical. But they Urdu would not poetry. have made it the way they made it unless they had tabla in their songs. Right. Vital Signs would not have been there without Gauri and Gazamana and Samli Sharoni. Nobody knows the right. darker songs. Yeah. Nobody the Hamtum album it doesn't even register on like that. Yeah. Hold that thought. We're going to talk about that. Future I mean. episodes. Okay. I can already see a tear in your eye already. Man, uh, you know, if again, we ever talk about Vital Signs, there's going to be a lot of emotions, a lot of crying and cursing too, by the way. Because they all tie in together, <laughs> all the different emotions. Okay. Um, like, we're talking about Karma, right? Yes. You have to, Karma kind of revolves around Asadamad because, again, when Junoon kind of normalized that whole thing, then some of these guitarists, they're like, you know, we can have like... So how did, uh, let, let's... let's um, Trace the history of Asad Ahmed. So, so how did he start off? He started off. Asad Ahmed goes all the way in to close relationship with, with Salman Ahmed as well, right? So he has been. Yeah, I mean, they were. To be honest, like when you talk about a lot of these guys, Junaid, Jamshed, Rohail, Salman, it seems like they're all coming from the same fraternity of, right. of sort. I mean, I think I guess when I when mean, it was probably have, a very select group of very talented musicians. I, I think when at you have like a limited number of people, then they're all kind of kind of you know they have just a gravitate towards each other. Yeah, right? they would. They would. I mean, the way, like, Ali Azmat comes now and talks to Shahzad Hassan and Rawal Ayad, you can see that they go way back. They right. have been long So what's the history, then, of uh, Asad Ahmed and the Barbarians? Asad Ahmed goes all the way back to a band called Barbarians, which was, you know, they had a lot of metal in there, but they had keyboards in there, too. So there was, it was kind of a... And this is, like, well, I mean, 1989. Early, yeah, early 90s, late 80s, And there's a video so for, for, uh, for one of their songs on YouTube, which is kind of... I think the only person visible in that song is the, their lead singer, but and then there's this these halos of the other... So you can see which one Faraz is, uh, Asad is. He was skinny and he had you know these long hair and curly hair. Weren't we all? But, yeah. So now Asad Ahmed, Uzzaman Impet, I think Junoon started forming around the same time. Late 80s, early 90s, yeah. And I think he tried out for Junoon. I've seen a picture of, uh, you know, with, oh, really? with uh, Brian. For their first album that they came out with. No, the, it was, I just saw a random picture way back when. It was album Junoon, right? That was the album. But he didn't. I don't think he played on that. I think he never actually played on an album. He may have right. done some uh, shows with them. It may, he may have played bass bef before Brian joined. So that's. I think so. He had that, but I think around the same time, Ruhail found Harun and Fakhir, and they were making a band. And that was probably a. I'm pretty sure that was a good gig for Asad to you know have a commercial band because you know that's how you get paid. So he he was with Awaz for a while. Until I, he must have gotten it took fed him, up. It took him a while to find his way because Gadavan. But he's still getting they, his rock fixed, though, by the way. He was getting his fix out of play for Vital Signs. The right, but I mean, that's not your own identity, right? It doesn't, but the. I mean, Nobody he's done such you. a tremendous job on Hamtum. Not that anybody knew him that, with Gadavan either. So. If, you, if you listen to all the guitars in Hamtum album, that's Asad Ahmed playing. Like, really? Jana Jana. You can tell that's Asad Ahmed because Amir Zeki doesn't play like that. He has his own thing. Right. Salman Ahmed is a lot more wild. Asad sure, Ahmed yeah. has that smooth style of playing he guitar. Does. It's so smooth. Smooth and yeah. clean, right? Yep. So he, he gets that. All out around, of I would say Gadama's sound is, is a very pure rock, yeah, but yeah. very clean sound. Yeah, right? I, would say, I would say so. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I, I think what happened is. The riffs are a lot cleaner. Like, it's mm -hmm. not like. I mean, they kind of remind me a lot of um, the early 2000s bands that came out of the States. Yeah. The Strokes. Because um, all those bands Interpol. had their own individual sound. Yeah. Distinguishable. 
Like you can say that this is fusion, this is Aro. That's right, yeah. This is Karvan. This is Karvan. So right. why do you think they're, they're so underrated? I think, first of all, because they don't have any commercially viable songs. There's no Matak songs. I think they actually eventually did one in um, Gurdish. There was a song called um, Dil Ki Pyaas. They kept the sound so organic. Aagehi Aage was also kind of that. I mean, Aage like Aage was very foggy yeah, nugma yeah. kind of thing. It was yeah. it was great. It was a good song too. Yeah. It was a good song though. Yeah. I love I love the way it starts up boom and the, the yeah. bass and all that. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. Like in um so initially coming off of Hamtum and he, he probably got fed up with Nawaz. And then Nawaz was breaking up anyway. Harun and Fakhir wanted to do right. their own thing. They wanted to do their separate thing. So Asad was friends with Samir Ahmed, who was playing for Arsh Band at that time. Yes. And Arsh was kind of falling apart. So he took him. And for some reason, Najim Shiraz got involved with him. I don't know how that happened. But it was the three of them that made Karwan. And um, I think what happened is Najim Shiraz also had Rupnagar. And that was doing that, that album was doing good, and he was starting good in the pop uh, market. So he probably left Karwan because of that. Wait, so Najim? I'd love to on, get a clarification on. on that if anybody knows the history of this. Najim Shiraz started off with Karwan. No, he didn't start off with Karwan. Okay. He had his own pop career before that. But he was in that band. He was in that band. He did that the first album with. Them. Somehow says a lot more about Karwan than it does about Najim Shiraz. Probably, but again, there was a shortage of there was a shortage of workers. You know, it's hard to find rock singers. Shortage of labor, huh? Shortage of labor. So, so drummers were yeah. scarce. Najim Shiraz, how did he fit within that? I he did pretty damn good, dude. I think. Uh, and I'm guessing he was a lead there was no live drummer first of all. So they had. Uh, if you listen to the first album, there's you can see that there's some vacancy in, in you know what the potential is. Or the so Najim Shiraz was the lead singer for Karma in their first album. He was Rak As. Yeah. In 1997. Nine, 97 or 98 around that time. Yeah. So, wow. um, but anyway, that was a quick first album. I, they, I don't know if they did any shows together, but Najim was doing a lot of shows. Any favorites that from that album? Um, not at the same level of the other albums, but Amir Sang Sajini was probably because they had the that that whole you know the signature Dasadama riff, and then there was a song called Bewafa. There's some cool like riffs in there. I was too young to remember this album, so <laughs> you should give it a listen. At least those two songs. I started I think listening you like from it. from Gardish. That's how I got it. No, between Gardish and uh, Rakas, there was another album called Safar, and that's the Karwan outfit that we know today because Tansirdar was a singer for a band called Circle. I think he was playing with Adnan Afag, who was also an elite guitarist. Um, right. He comes from there, and then Alan Smith was playing for Ali Heather. Yeah. Which was really, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, there's the a band called Alan Milestones. Smith. I do remember this briefly. In the mid-90s, Milestones, right? they had a female singer. Uh, her name was Candice uh, Pereira or something. And they, they had a funk, sort of funk sound. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But then, um, I don't know, the, the girl left, and uh, all three of the musicians joined Ali Heather. Right, and they yeah. made an album under the name of uh, Akash, and it was and you don't see Ali Heather in that type of an outfit, so it was actually pretty cool. He did a good job, but then it, it didn't last very long, and Ali Heather went back to his own like you know chichore and pop songs that he, that he was so <laughs> known well, for that's, doing. That's yeah. what made the money for him. That's where that's um, how he got paid. Let's, let me. I, mean, I just want to do a quick. So well, that's where Alan. I just want to do a quick way. shout out in reference to the fact that there were a lot of Christian artists coming out of Karachi, especially. Yeah. Who were really contributing to the scene, right? I mean, so you had Alan Mister. Smith, 
the drummer. I'm not exactly sure what his story is, but you said Alan. He comes from he comes from Gaji's I mean, Law. The, uh, you had Gumby. Alan's first band, Milestones. That this female singer, he had a Christian name too, so he's probably Candace. from that community. Yeah, Candace. that's right. So I think um, yeah. what's her last name? Per- per- Pereira. Or something. So yeah. So I mean, I think um, these like Goanese Christian communities yeah. that were in Karachi, because mm-hmm. I think Gumby's name is Luis Pinto. Luis Pinto, yeah. Or Luis mm-hmm. Pinto, right? So and Malcolm Gomez, the uh, yeah. first drummer of Janoon. That's right. And uh, Jason Anthony from Otto. Jason Anthony, yeah. And Jason. There, so and, there was, a, and I remember and this. And this is guy Salman Abdul. I don't know if he's a, but he's an elite drummer. He, I think he played for uh, Zufi. Nice. Uh, and there was another drummer um, who was in some band. I think his name was Terrence. Um, during hmm. Pepsi Battle of the Bands, uh, oh really? Last yeah, 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 yeah. He came in, I and you know, I mean, so 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 there's a lot of this talent that exists, right. especially out of Karachi. Karachi, Karachi's Christian community. Right? So yeah, so I mean, you sort of see a lot of that talent coming up. But I anyway, think it goes so all the way back to Benjamin Sisters, by the way. It does. Yeah, I was yeah. going to mention that. Oh, I don't know if it exactly just goes to them, but yeah, I mean, there's going to yeah, be a lot of people in the middle. Sort mm-hmm. of were they brought it to prominence? I think Sadim Reza was also. Christian himself. Oh, really? Yeah. So cool. Cool, cool. he was from the from the mm-hmm. Christian community. Not sure if he's from Karachi though. Um, so that's where Alan yeah. comes from, right? Um, Alan Smith, and you know, you, and drummer, you can I mean, see the yeah. difference in the drumming between the first and the second album. The the jazz beats and the uh, right. the you know that the quarter, the thirty difference. second interval beats. You know, it's and he did an amazing job. And, um, and so he yeah, stayed I mean, with the band pretty much from. The beginning, didn't From he? the beginning. I, th- I mean, all four of them have been together since. I, yeah. I bet you they're just taking a hiatus right now. They're probably still together. Because <laughs> you know what happened That's between... Them, where are you? Well, Hit us up. Because you know what happened between Gurdish and, and the fourth album, Sarajan, right? There was that whole period we talked about where there were no bands. Coke yeah. Studio had taken over everything. And all of a sudden, Kanwan just bust out with this amazing album. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, I know. It's really incredible. I think the last album was in 2010. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, it hasn't been that long. Hasn't There's been? It hope. seems yeah. like it hasn't been that long. What are your favorite songs for Karwal? Overall, Karwal, yeah, but... Um, Overall, off the top of your head? I mean... Unless so you want to take it album by album. I mean, if you want to get like, that deep... I, I always look at, like, different positions in terms of, you know, lead singing, guitaring, songwriting, all of that stuff, and kind of evaluate, you know, piece by piece, right? There has been a lot of places where Tensir's vocals have been a miss. Really? I, I never I really so. thought like, so. Just say, Because uh, when we were covering, preparing the cover for this Gassim Umginhe. That was perfect for I mean, him. I don't think you, I think I don't he, think you understand when it comes to vocals how difficult a range that is to achieve. Range-wise, not character-wise. Like, just say, Gardish, man, I mean, the I way can't. he starts off Gardish, like, Palmi Pana, Palmi... I think was Bandeki character voice characterization. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're this guy's fans. Just throwing we're throwing shade on the random people's character. We man. are his fans. Even so we, we're not gonna, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, well, you, so I just mentioned even in this, and there's like, a lot of places he does that. Yeah. where you know. Right, I mean, like there was that one line, "Piasa hai tu bhito," and maybe he he never had anything to do with the with the lyrics, yeah. but like it just seems a very awkward line to me. Piasa hai tu But see, that's one of those songs that are like. Perfect. Right. Sadhgi is a song that is perfect. Great Even Shor. Shor in Dhargan Mezo. That's yeah. perfect and see that right there. Right. Take it. And then, um, and it could have been a production thing too because the from the fourth album, there's this metal song called Raz, which is my, probably my favorite Ganwan song. Mm. He still sings the same way. Yep. But the way, I, I bet you Shahi produced that. Shahi Zanasan. The, the way he recorded and, you know, uh, put the effects on there, he made it really sound good. And that was a perfect song for him. 
So these are my favorite, like Gardish. Anyway, Gardish mm. um, is a studio recording, right? There may be weaknesses in there, but if you hear the live version of Gardish, that boy really brings it in there, man. Really? Yeah, yeah like, you know, God can I this man? You notice that in there. He really brings it in there, dude, yeah. the live version. Yeah. So, yeah. And then in Coke Studio, how many songs did they do in Coke Studio? I think they, they did, um, I heard him do Kesem Mumkin, which is beautiful. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful song. And they no did doubt. another song, uh, song called Yade. Yade. That's right. Which I don't like very much. Uh, the song itself. Why? I just don't like it. Yeah. Just not because there's it. I mean there's a lot of other kind okay, of songs. It's less rocky, like. isn't it? It's less. No, I just don't like the the, the melody song. how it flows. It's just mm. not captivating enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sadgi. If I wish they had done that in because that's like. That's a top. That's like, and it's perfect for his voice. But you know, I mean, this is a good, I think, time to talk about the fact that Garva got his chances in Coke Studio early on, right? They did, I think yeah. it was 2009. When Coke Studio 10. was more innocent and raw. Right. And why do you think that was? Because it was a Rohel Hayat production. It was a Rohel Hayat production. Mm-hmm. Rohel was the guy. By the know? way, Rohel, I mean, shout out to the man, the legend. Man, the legend. <laughs> the inspiration. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just the man who basically established the current scene and what it is today oh, yeah. is Rohel Hayat. Although I will say that he definitely tried to do some really funky things at times. Um, yeah. And he was probably very, he felt probably very restricted. But but nonetheless, I mean, he also established or helped establish Pepsi Battle of the Bands in 2000. He did, one, yeah. of the, one of the initial judges. Mm-hmm. Um, but he stopped producing the show, Coke Studio, what, 2011 or 12? And after no, that is when you started seeing a lot of these... only did, uh, what, three seasons or two? Huh, okay. I think they did two There was seasons, something right? that changed, though, didn't it? I mean, they started bringing in a lot more pop artists. I, you know what? Honestly, I, I'm and... pretty sure it was more of a corporate dictate that produced more. Because the last season Rohel did, you know, he brought the Serbian musicians in. Right. And yeah. that was his angle. They are going to go, you know, bring in people from outside, you know, try to really blend in music and really right. explore and make cultures. make it a more global sort of yeah. mix. Compare that to what Bilal and Fessel had to do. Is extremely commercial songs and still very nice, right? Nicely done songs, like you know, they're real, there's real artistry in there, right? Right, but it had to be appealing to the masses, it just yeah. had to because otherwise, yeah. Coke's got to make money too, you know. Yeah, well, tell me this. I mean, look, Gautam, we just talked about and my definition of underrated when it comes to Pakistani bands is the fact that, um, and I wouldn't say Fusion is, was underrated because mm. they got the exposure, right? I mean, they got to play in front of huge live audiences and they were on TV constantly with their video productions and all that good stuff. Um, but my question then to you is how did you get into Karva? How did you learn about them? Man, it's... Because as you know, what, as like you've 90, reminded me many times, I've 90s. never been to Pakistan. Okay. Right. Let's you've, put that out there now. Never been to Pakistan. See, my, my, way, my way of getting into Pakistani music and, and staying current yeah. was the yearly trips that we would take yeah. Every summer, right? And I would I look it, forward yeah. to going into Rainbow Center and Karachi and grabbing a bunch of tapes mm-hmm. and, you know, coming back I mean, with them and then me, involved I didn't to really, CDs. Cause and, I've, I've never been there. I've been in L.A. like almost all of my life. I didn't have to take tragic. any interest. I could have just taken, you know, when, when we moved and we migrated back in 1990, I got into like, you know, hip hop right away. So NWA, all the kids were listening to NWA. I, okay. <laughs> I, I can feel it. Ice Cube was my guy, dude. Yeah. Back then. But okay. 
But uh, I can only we brought <laughs> Vital Signs tapes with us, and you know well, there was only one album at that time. Sure, yeah. Lekin fir Pakistan koi gaya to kuch aur kaise dil aaya. Then I started meeting more people locally that were having yeah, that had tapes, you know, music yeah. channel charts, Awaz Group, this and that. And then by by you know '96, everything was coming online. So I may have heard about Karwa online on some message board or something. Like at that time in Artesia, we could go to the store and buy tapes. <clears throat> I remember that one store, yeah. Uh, Ziba Music, the yeah. makers. There was a couple of stores there. I found like sequencers and milestones, and Orishime wo Karwa ke pehli album milgi, and the cover was really nice. Right. Um, so I and I and you know I listened to the listen the crap out of that album. Sure. It, it was yeah. good. And then slowly, the internet and then there was websites that would give you pirated music. So we got, you know, we pirated a lot of their songs. Uh, apologize for that. <laughs> um, were you going to have to edit that part out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. But. So, yeah, there was Tansir in there. And the sound had totally changed. But one thing that remained constant in Karwan is the smoothness of... You, you, you notice how Asad never overplays. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that like Absolutely. amazing? Yeah. And I feel like you can do a little too much with guitar sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. frankly, Which as much... I think much, Nabil did that with Naro and at few, I was going to say, occasions. as much of a fan as I was of Ms. Rob and Faraz and what I feel like there was... Yeah. And, and frankly, maybe because they had decided as a band that that was their their thing I mean yeah. that's they need to put that talent at the forefront right so right. they started putting you know Faraz and we're like sort of all the lead sort of pieces and all that yeah. at the forefront yeah. of like especially their album but but yeah you're right Asadama never uh, he never overcompensated and like sort of yeah you know, he stayed he's a song much. guitarist like he yeah. stays within the song I, mean, and, I think he's also a very talented a songwriter of, too yeah. right so Absolutely. he knows he knows the place and position of every single piece and he knows exactly what to bring in. So you you might even listen to it and say, oh, he's he's not skilled enough because he's not doing a lot of flashy things. He's there, dude. He right. is skilled enough. He knows he knows what he's doing. Like, Karwan's sound was so different. It, I it think was, it may have been yeah. ahead of their time. An incredible sound. They may still be ahead of their time. Uh, if you listen to these songs, it's just so... Songs, it's just so... Uh, I can tell you on more than one occasion when I would be playing their CD back mm. in college yeah. you know, 10, 15 years ago, right? Um, folks who never knew about the Pakistan scene, yeah. they would actually enjoy and they would actually ask me, What's, really? what, what is that? What band is that? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, back when bands Smooth, were actually appreciated. clean. Yeah. And like totally intact. And, like, and also, I mean, it's um, very... Um, carefully crafted. Very feelingful songs as well, right? I mean, you can, yes. you can, you can, you can sense the emotion in the songs they're not just singing about you know particularly um emotional or like you know uh you know, humanized topics mm-hmm. just Mavarai sort of in a, in, a, in a distance in a distant way that's a hypnotic stuff it's, it is like, yeah it's, it totally just you like oh yeah sadhi mm. is a great example of that Sadhi's right like it's such beautiful. a the, the emotion is palpable. Manga. And then the way they end their songs, like, Manga Tamani. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Freaking amazing. Oh, I know, dude. I know. And that and that ending, you just sort of, yeah. 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 And what was the Gardish? The Gardish was like this. Karma, karma. Manzilo ki taraf ho rama. That was beautiful, dude. 
They were legitimate. They were. They were. They were pretty much and and and, and why? I mean, anyway, why are we talking about these underrated bands? We could have started off with Genuine. We could have started off with Vital Signs. Why are we talking about these underrated bands and getting to the point where? We're I, mean, I think. This? I mean, I just think we. Have, I have a connection with them. You have a connection with them. Yeah. Um, and I think. And I think. I think this is. It's something that just needs to be explored and appreciated. It's, I mean, to be frank, like, rock music in Pakistan, this is, uh, this is sort of a crossroad between Eastern and Western, which is a life we live here in the U.S. So we can really connect to that. Yeah. Right? It, 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 I, think, I think, yeah, obviously that is there that it f- helped forge an identity <laughs> right. for... And I think this is... These are diaspora. things that we experienced... That I think are worth sharing with other people. We really want other people to, you know, look into it because it's something special. I, I really, um, you know, since the days of first Vital Signs album, it, this has been something like, you know, really special. That. Well, and I also think it's a it's a beautiful thing to talk. I mean, you know, again, we can talk about Janoon, we can talk about Vital Signs. Everybody knows about them, right? Um, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the fact that wow, this scene was so rich and sh- and so developed, yes, that you can get into these conversations around, man, these other bands were out there and they were so underrated and they should have get- gotten more appreciation. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's no doubt that I mean, I think especially for a country like Pakistan, I think um, forging a different cultural identity yeah. was extremely important. And 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 mm. I mean, you know, let's let's not forget that. By the 1980s, the country was still about 40 years old, right? I mean, right, very, yeah. very young nation. Right, yeah. And, you know, you had a group of young, yes, albeit privileged um, kids coming out of like sure. some of these major cities. And, you know, it's not like they were coming out of small towns, but, um, and they had been able to travel abroad. Some of them were raised abroad partially, like some of yeah. yeah, and so, um, but, but they came out and they really helped the nation forge an identity that is very distinct mm-hmm. from... <clears throat> other and South then, Asian nations. And, you know, I mean, at least in terms of Jinnay Jamshed and Salman, when these guys have served their country. That's why Jinnay Jamshed is now an icon. Yeah. I guess that's a good place to end it. Um, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about next. But we'll figure it out. Good place to end it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're talking about next. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, Hamad Alam over here. Adi Kazi out here. Amazing man. Songwriter, singer. I feel like when you say that too many times, people are not going to believe you Am anymore. I saying that in every episode now? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I got to find something else to say about it. <laughs> All right. Salaam alaikum. Pakistan. Okay. Thanks.